Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nice to Meet You. This is your host, Simone, and this is a podcast of conversations with friends and strangers where we talk about life and lessons learned along the way. Today, we have with us Alex, and Alex, if you could introduce yourself and tell everybody how we met. Sure. Hi, everybody. This is Alex. Um, We met at the podcast garage last week. Uh, it was really great. It was one of those mixer things. Yeah. And you're, are you part of Story District also? Because with, with Story District. Yes, I am. I'm part of Story District. Um, I've done a couple shows. So um, it's really great. Cool. Um, where are you from? I'm originally from San Francisco. How was it growing up in San Francisco? I love San Francisco. Um, it was really great. It's really diverse. Um, I'm de- I've am i lived on the East Coast for over 10 years now, but I still truly identify as a California person uh so yeah I went to a Japanese bilingual bicultural preschool wow elementary school and I speak I'm half Japanese half Nigerian so I speak fluent Japanese um spent summers there as a kid so growing up in San Francisco is great for that kind of community wow so a lot of people there are a lot of Japanese people in San Francisco yeah um I mean it's I think the population is sort of shrinking now but uh at the time yes definitely Um, so what do you find interesting? Uh, oh my gosh, so many things. I'm inter- <laughs> That's the problem. I'm interested in way too many things. Um, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love politics. I'm really interested in, you know, social justice. I also am interested in circus. I do circus arts. Uh, I love writing. I'm taking, I'm starting a writing class on Tuesday. Okay. I did stand-up comedy last year, um, live storytelling. So I'm interested in all of the things. Wow. How did you get, well, where did your interest in these hobbies come from? Do you have like a pinpoint and like, okay, specifically the circus. Yeah. I want to know about that one. <laughs> um, you know, the interesting part is like, I, I wouldn't say now, I don't know, five, six years ago, I was working on a nonprofit in Baltimore and I had just hit like a rut, like a really bad rut. I had like the nonprofit I worked for, like just shot my confidence. And so I was on Facebook one day and I saw somebody else doing aerial silks, which is like oh, wow. ribbons from the. Yeah, I have a friend who's like in classes for that right now. Yeah. And so I saw her doing that and I was like, that is really cool. And I literally just Googled aerial Baltimore and there <laughs> happened to be uh, a circus school there and um, I wanted to try something I had no uh, experience in to really grow my confidence back up so that's part of the reason why I started doing circus arts um, I performed in a couple student showcases um, the couple the circus arts that I do now is sear wheel which is like a aluminum hoop that you spin around on okay. Um, I own one of those, which is really great. Um, Ariel, and also I started doing trape- flying trapeze at wow. TSNY in DC. Yeah, I feel like that takes a lot of like guts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that circus is really such a great metaphor for like life because mm-hmm. you have to really be in the moment. Because if you aren't in the moment, then you end up hurting yourself yeah. <laughs> so it takes a lot of focus it's really fun it's a great distressor so I love so that. how did you get into like the trapeze part um well once I moved from Baltimore to DC like I I, I they didn't really have the same circus school here yeah. and so TSNY was one of the was is the circus school so I was like I guess I'm gonna do trapeze now <laughs> was it like nerve-wracking at all holy crap it's so <laughs> scary the first time because you're pretty high up in the yeah. air uh and 
you don't really want to let go, mm-hmm. and that's a critical part of trapeze. <laughs> um, but once you get the hang of it, it's pretty fun. I recommend it to like anybody. Mm-hmm. Have you always been like an adventurous person to try things like this? I I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I think over the past like decade or so, I'm like rounding out my 30s now. <laughs> uh, the past decade decade or so, I think I've become more adventurous and less scared. Yeah, it's kind of just like a, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it type of attitude? Yeah, I think just life's short, you know, and yeah. you just do the things you want to do. And um, also now, uh, because I am nearing my, I'm like pretty established in my career now, I have money. So I can like, <laughs> yeah, I can afford this. I can afford to do stuff. <laughs> so that helps a lot too. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what are you looking forward to trying this year? Oh man, I'm this year really like, I mean, I'm really like, I was so excited to meet you at the podcast garage and so impressed that you've been doing this for like over a year. So like this year, my goal is to like launch my podcast. (laughs) So that's the one thing I'm really looking forward to this year. What are you, what is your podcast about? Yeah. So, um, I have a, I don't have a great elevator speech for it, but (laughs) I'm still working on pitching. Um, but right now it's called rise and thrive and it's exploring resilience and it's just conversations with people about their experiences, you know, hardships uh, and how they overcame them. Um, the other part is I'm really interested in understanding or in interviewing immigrants and children of immigrants and um, what it means to be American in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. And my mom is not a U.S. citizen, um, and she's, but she's lived here longer than she's lived in Japan. And does she consider herself American? Yeah. Um, and so sort of exploring those kind of themes. Yeah. Does Do you know if she considers herself American? I don't think that she does. Mm-hmm. I think she still identifies with like her, you know, Japan, her home country. Yeah. But, you know, but I think if she went back, it would be difficult. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Have you ever been to Japan? Yeah. Um, I spent summers in Japan as a kid. Wow. That's cool. Um, yeah, most summers in Japan. I mm-hmm. think mostly because my parents need childcare, so <laughs> uh, I didn't realize that until I was adult. I was like, "Oh, that's why you guys left us there, <laughs> right?" So, um, and then after college, I worked at a polymer chemistry lab in Japan. Oh wow! Um, and then I've been back a couple times since then. Mm-hmm. How is the culture different there? Like, what's the most, like, starking? Is that, what, what like word is stark that? Stark different? Yeah, stark. Yeah. yeah. Stark. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what's the most stark difference? <laughs> um, Japan is totally different from the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is a, definitely a level of just general respect um, that people just have for each other in mm-hmm. general. Not to say that people don't have respect for each other here, but it's just <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> debatable um, there you know there's two sides to every story like mm-hmm. some of it is people are very respectful but they're also mm, uh, won't always be as forthcoming okay. so um, they won't necessarily like like for example if you if a restaurant and service is bad you won't like bad mouth the restaurant you just never come back yeah <laughs> so stuff like that um, I think Japanese, I really, of course, love Japanese culture um, in general. Um, I think that Japan is a really, like, peaceful place. Yeah. Um, People really care about, like, things around them. Like, they take care of things. So you won't really see, like, trash in the street Mm -hmm. or anything like that. People, like, clean up after themselves. So it's just, like, small things like that. Um, Very, it's, I think it's a very, like, thoughtful culture. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Was it hard being like a darker skin tone over there? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think I really noticed. Yeah. Especially as a kid, you just don't think about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely, of course, like racism in Japan. Like, I can't imagine really what my grandmother thought. <laughs> like, having to, like, take us to, like, the, you know, store or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what other people thought about her. Especially, like, not only did her daughter marry someone who was black, but, like, African. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Japan is a very homogeneous society, mm-hmm. so it's... I think my mom was probably the only one, right? <laughs> so she was like the weirdo. Yeah. Um, but my, I think also because I speak Japanese, like there's no language barrier. So I think if I didn't speak Japanese, I wouldn't have been as close to my grandparents. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have any other languages that you want to learn? Uh, I'm currently learning French. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, trying you are? To. Yeah, yeah. Trying to. It's been a long time trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, are, did you take classes or? Um, I took classes when I was back in elementary school mm. and then... I have, I feel like I took another class, like maybe like around like high school or college. Um, but other than that, I have just like the Duolingo app and I've been trying to like do those. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just staying consistent with that. Cause like I made it through the whole thing once. And mm. after that, I was like, well, what do I do now? You know? <laughs> that was back when they didn't have as much like um, of the resource, as much of the resources that they have now. Mm. So yeah, I'm trying to just get myself back into the routine of that first and yeah. also like listen to like French podcasts and stuff exactly um, we like my husband and I are taking French class together he works um, in sub-Saharan, Afri- sub-Saharan Africa and works in a lot of like um, Francophone countries so mm. that's part of the reason why he wants to learn it um, I'm hosting French brunch on Saturday if you want to come oh, cool. or Sunday sorry Sunday. Sunday yeah I'll have to check my calendar yeah okay yeah so like a bunch of people from French class are gonna come together cool. and I'll... how often do you hold them uh, this is the first one. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. so um, it's just, you just got to practice, right? Yeah. My accent is horrible. <laughs> horrible. So I'm like, bonjour. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so you decided to take a class? Okay. Yeah. Where'd you find the class? Um, through Alliance Francaise. Oh, okay. I'm probably saying that wrong. <laughs> but it's really great. Um, it's It's been every Saturday since sort of the beginning of January. Well, January. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been great, actually. It's fun. Is this your first one? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Cool. Okay. So. so it's okay. I can I can fit into this group then. Beginner friend. Yeah, I'm right there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, it's not gonna be hard. I'm trying to like make up games, counting games, stuff like that. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what's your ideal Saturday night? Ideal Saturday night. Oh man, I'm old now, so I'm like, <laughs> uh, it's pretty much a Netflix and chill Saturday yeah, night. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of people say that. Even like you know, like people who are 25, like. Yeah, that's true. People are not trying to go out. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, H Street, no thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's cold now, so. Exactly. Yeah. I guess ideally, like, I would love, I love throwing, like, parties or hosting parties and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So if I had a lot more time, I would love just to have, like, you know, potluck at dinner and people, yeah. like, hanging out, playing games, like, just, you know, trying yeah. to build a community here. <laughs> right, right. I feel that. Yeah. Because um, one of the things I want to do is... um. I want to, I don't know, it's like a crazy idea to do like a, kind of like a office hours, mm. I guess, like at my house, but like not office, I guess like party hours technically, where it's just like, um, I'll have, I'll pick like a day during the month, like maybe like every third Sunday, um, just open house, anybody like who wants to come through, come through, like if you like, you know, like if we know each other, just like let me know you're coming through. Right. And just like have like a party like that, like oh. something like, I don't know, where we can just all come together that's like structured, I guess, kind of, but just, just to like, um keep people together because yeah. I feel like we always like have parties and we hang out and then it's like six months later and we're like okay so what happened to all the camaraderie that we just had right you know? so yeah <laughs> I think this year I mean I think that's a great idea this year like my goal is to host like quarterly parties mm-hmm. <laughs> so that like at least I like you're saying like you only see people like 
once or twice a month and yeah. it just gets harder with some of my friends have kids and stuff exactly yeah. so like maybe a revolving door of like quarterly parties might yeah. bring people together more often <laughs> so yeah um what's the your favorite party that you've thrown my favorite party that i've thrown I feel like most of my parties are pretty fun, not to brag. <laughs> but, um, I, so my parents, like I said, are immigrants. And so they were sort of like the sort of beacon where like everybody would sort of come together and mm-hmm. have Thanksgiving. So I carry, now carry the tradition of Friendsgiving. Yeah. And so I love hosting Friendsgiving. Most of my, half of my friends are like immigrants or like not from here. So I like get all like the wayward children and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> invite them over to my house. I do uh turducken. Um, oh, you make it yourself? Yeah. There's like a 60 page PowerPoint on how to do it every year. I'm just like, why do I do this? This is so stressful. Wow. But, um, but did it, it like start off as a joke and then you're just like, okay, I'm doing this now. Or like was, <laughs> you know, I feel like that's the thing that you say. Like you're like, I'm joking. Oh yeah. It's going to be a turduck in there. And then there's like an actual turduck in there. And you then... know, I don't even remember how I started doing this. Sometimes I just feel like I'm overly ambitious mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> One year I made a turduck and I saw a Martha Stewart recipe for hand pies. So they're like these in individual like tiny pies wow i was up to like 2 30 in the morning making these pies i was like why am i doing this no one cares why didn't i just make one pie instead of 16 individual pies this is so stupid so yeah that's awesome though so you like to cook yeah i do i I really like to cook um i like cooking all sorts of different things Mm. um right now i just got a new cookbook um i think it's called like how to cook korean Oh, cool. So um, everything I've made in that cookbook is great. It's like kind of like a graphic novel. Like, oh, that's awesome. It's really interesting. Yeah. I think the person who um, wrote it uh, is actually from Falls Church, Virginia, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. I've been trying to like expand like my cooking also. I went to the Asian grocery store. Um, H-Mart? Yes. 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 I love H-Mart. <laughs> H-Mart's my jam. And I spent like way too much money and oh I spent like a, an hour and a half and like way too much money in there I was mm. also like listening to a podcast <laughs> so I was like kind of just enjoying that but yeah I got this um pork belly from there oh, just like yes. this very thick pork belly and just like fried in a pan last night it was so good oh and my god so yeah good. so I've been trying to like branch out and everything nice also. I'll definitely lend you my cookbook I highly recommend it it's cool. great if you're okay. trying to look learn different recipes what do you yeah. like what do you like to cook I like I don't know like everything honestly. Um, I really like cooking tacos. I guess mm. I make my own um, corn tortillas. Ooh. So I've been making these um, like vegan tacos recently, just like chopping up mushrooms. So it's kind of like a meat, like yeah. ground meat type thing, and just put some like garlic salt and like smoked paprika in there. Ooh. And yeah, just other toppings that you put on a taco, and it's pretty good. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you an Instapotter? Are you on the Instapot bandwagon? I have an Instapot, mm. and I've used it once. Oh. I feel like a lot of people have that story. <laughs> I don't know. See, I want to get one but then i don't want to be like that person because it takes up so much space exactly like yeah and like my kitchen is tiny it's like there's no place for extra machinery (laughs) but yeah Yeah. (laughs) why do you feel like you haven't like you didn't use it very often um i feel like it was hard to figure out how it works kind of because it does like different things it's like you know like the pressure cooker and then um like the slow cooker and stuff and it was just hard figuring out like how it works i Mm. guess um so i think that was the thing and then Hard to clean, too. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. You know, yeah. no one has, all the people I've asked, no one has talked about it being hard to clean, and that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I don't like washing dishes, oh, so. Neither. 
Sweaty. That's why I need a boyfriend, right? That's why I have um, a husband. I'm not gonna lie. I don't do laundry and I don't do dishes. Wait, laundry too? Oh my god. I love my husband so much. He's amazing. Literally Yo. my laundry is like folded in a corner. I was like, oh my god. I literally hate doing laundry. Oh my god, I hate it. <laughs> if it was up to me, it would be it would still be in the basket and I would just pick clothes out. Yo, it's a mess. It's really bad. I'm like, Brian, we can never get divorced because I'm not online dating, nor am I doing my laundry. If I can make it through one load of laundry in one day, then I did really good. And if it's still sitting on the couch, I still consider that good. But at least if I made it to folded with one load, I'm good. Yeah, like, no, I mean, yeah, it's I hate not. Laundry. It's not my thing. Um, yeah, of the ch- of the um, the household chores, laundry is the worst because it is like eight different steps to do one thing <laughs> and then you have to do that two to three times depending on how many lows that you have yes so and i'm one of those people yeah. that lets it pile up until i run out of underwear so. yeah exactly <laughs> and then i may or may not have bought more underwear so i didn't have to do laundry <laughs> i just kidding that's why so i don't do that maybe, maybe i did that once for me it's w- until i run out of gym shorts <laughs> mm, fair fair <laughs> I know, I heard you were trying to, I listened to your other podcast. Oh, yeah. You're trying to work on your six-pack game this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. How's um, that going? It's going. Um, I got a little sidetracked by Thanksgiving and Christmas and <laughs> New Year's, but um, we're back on track. I'm hoping that, like, I don't know, by my birthday or something, you know. I think it's all about, like, cardio for me, but also I guess it's like, no, no, it's it's about diet. It's, oh, it's, it's about diet. I, I should be honest. <laughs> But yeah, so the cardio would help. My trainer's mad at me. He's like, you need to do cardio. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> it's the worst. Like I, I just, I'm trying to do a 5k this year. Oh, nice. I'm like an official 5k. Like I can run one, but I just want to like actually like be in a race and get like my little name tag and everything. <laughs> um, So I want to do that. So that's yeah. why I'm like started running. But before that it was, yeah. Yeah, no cardio. Like he has to trick me into doing cardio. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played sports? I did. Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, basketball track and then college did ultimate frisbee oh cool so um i just learned how to play that with um some of my coworkers. nice it is um a lot more intense than i thought it was yes yeah <laughs> it's like i am out of shape <laughs> it's a lot of running mm-hmm. it's like i feel that's what i mean someone has to trick me if i'm not running for something yeah. or running at something I'm like i'm not doing it i feel that that's, that's why it's so hard because like i don't like running outside so like running on a treadmill mm-hmm. is so boring and like when i was running i was like realizing it's not even that i'm like tired or like I can't do this I'm just bored yeah. I just don't want to yeah right you're like can I st-? I'm like I can stop whenever I want to <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah what was your favorite sport that you played honestly I think ultimate frisbee yeah it was really fun like it was college mm-hmm. I like made friends and um it was a new sport I never tried before yeah. it's such a hippie sport but um <laughs> it's good like for um sportsmanship like it's just a, people are really great sports because mm-hmm. um, there's a referee you, you ref yourself okay so um i really like that i hate yeah. people who are bad sports <laughs> <laughs> yeah um did you travel at all with your um ultimate frisbee team yeah like i think the first furthest we traveled was seattle so um wait from where <laughs> from, yeah for, i went to uc santa cruz for undergrad okay okay so, i mean I was, still, like, from here yeah like, no <laughs> It was still far, um, and it was kind of exciting because I'm like, ooh, I'm like doing a collegiate sport. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, do you ever miss playing sports? I miss, honestly, I miss my six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> I miss being in shape. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in okay shape, but, like, I definitely don't have a six-pack anymore. So yeah. I also miss being part of, like, a team. Um, but I think circus and some of the other stuff sort of yeah. replaces that. Yeah. 
So I wanted to talk about how did you um, get into stand-up comedy? Where did that come from? Yeah, I always want to know how to write a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's really where the impetus came from. So um, I just decided, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I've been talking about this forever. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, I just took a class and, um, you know, at the end of the class, you perform. So, and they didn't announce, they're like, this is a student showcase they're like no these are like paid patrons yeah they no one knows who i am and so that was great because then when people are laughing at your jokes they're actually laughing yeah um i guess my they thought my set was strong when we went through rehearsal so i closed the show which is super exciting that is cool um i've done the comedy shuffle which is on like monday nights at the beer baron in dc okay so um look that up uh, yeah. Oh, it's like an open mic? Yeah, it's an open mic, okay. but it's it's kind of crazy because you have to go there really early to sign up. You have to, like, buy, like, a drink. <laughs> um, so they, like, timestamp you. Then you sign up in by the timestamp. And then they pick up, like, however many people, 20 people. And then when you go on stage, they have an MC, And that MC will literally be, like, five minutes. Or, sorry, 30 seconds if you suck. And so you have to like wrap up your jokes. Wow. So if you're not funny, they will gong you. Wow. That so, sounds tough. It was terrifying. <laughs> so I think I made it like two minutes, which is pretty good. Um, a lot of other people, you know what, guys? Yeah. I wish there was more female comics because Same. guys think they're funny and they're not. I'm like, you yeah. thought that was funny? Like, wow, you're really gutsy. I would never go up there and tell that joke. It was terrible. I shouldn't yeah. say that. Like, I'm still new at this game. So, so is it... Have you always been, like, good at being on stage, or was there ever a stage fright for you? Oh, I'm always terrified. Oh. Always okay. terrified. <laughs> I, like, every time I do anything on stage, I'm like, I want to throw up. Why did I sign up for this? This is so stupid. Um, How did you push yourself to get up there, then? Once you're on stage, like, you forget about that. Mm -hmm. You just, like, get into the story. Like I, like I said, do live storytelling, and then then it's over. Like, you're like, oh, like, I blacked out. What happened? <laughs> I'm off stage now. <laughs> yeah. Time's up. So um, I think I do like the performance aspect because I think it forces me to to produce something <laughs> so, um, and like show my work basically. Yeah, yeah. I see. Because um, I've I like talking to people and like having conversations with them and everything, but I don't like being on stage like mm. at all. And I kind of want to work on like that, I guess, for this year, maybe maybe next year. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this year, oh, this year. year. <laughs> yeah, I want to work on that so. I mean are, is there like do you just are you afraid of public speaking or yeah I think it's public speaking mm. yeah I don't know yeah it's just like being in front of crowds and like I don't know it's like I can chat forever but like being in front of people I'm just like okay just say the words you need to say and then leave <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. it's like two choppy sentences and then I'm out <laughs> I think like I did Toastmasters a couple years ago mm. I think that really helped um I think I also just, I don't know. I didn't realize I was, maybe I'm a little bit narcissistic. Like I just like being on stage, <laughs> but um, I find it fun actually to perform. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah. Um, do you have anywhere that you want to travel? Oh my God. I want to travel everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've traveled quite extensively, but we keep trying to get to Madagascar and it keeps not happening. So that's definitely on the list. Okay. Um, my husband gets to travel a lot for work. So yeah. we try to like, Oh, strategically plan out vacations. Yeah, like that. Um, where else do I want to go? I've never been to Jamaica. I want to go to Jamaica. Cool. That's yeah. I need to. I need to go to a beach soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, I heard there's a snowstorm tomorrow, and I'm not excited yeah. about it. Yeah, is it a snowstorm? Okay, I don't. 
I don't look at the weather. I, I know it, I probably should. Like that's I get all my news from Twitter, which is probably bad. <laughs> but um, they won't, they don't put the weather on Twitter, so I just don't. Got to follow the weather channel yeah, on Twitter. I, I, yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and also, I don't like carrying umbrellas. So I'm just kind of like, if it rains, then you're just gonna get I wet. Guess <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm not a snail. It will be fine. <laughs> Water does dry. Right. Exactly. Um, what's your dream job? Oh my god my dream job i feel like it changes every day because right now i'm like not really that into my job mm-hmm. um every time i see people on instagram who are like travel bloggers Ooh. i'm just like that would be great yeah i would love to just travel around and like have sponsors pay for me to like stay at the ritz Carlton <laughs> or whatever yeah um i was wondering like how much work you have to put into having an instagram like that oh. and like the I guess like the buying cost of getting started with that like yeah. do you just start like you know like you just take a trip every month and then you have to like post like I don't know it seems it looks easy but it's, it's I know it's way harder than mm-hmm. it looks um I'd also like once I actually get this podcast I really love podcasts so I would love to like make money doing podcasting <laughs> like if it if I could it doesn't matter yeah. if it really makes money but like that would be great because it's, it's a fun job. Yeah, just like some sort of like um, second income or yes, something. Yeah, exactly. Gotta have those side hustles. I know, right? Oh my God. The student loans aren't gonna pay themselves. Right. <laughs> um, let's see. So what does self-care mean to you? Um, That's a good question. I think right now self-care just means like saying no to things that I don't want to do. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> And also, like, surrounding myself with people who I really enjoy being around and not, I mean, that's that it. People who are, like, draining. Yeah. 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 And then I've been, for the past year, I've been pretty consistent doing uh, meditation, which I, like, suffer from, or suffered from anxiety and depression in my past. Mm-hmm. And so, surprisingly, the meditation has really helped, yeah. like, calm myself. Yeah. How do you meditate? Um, I use the Calm app, okay. um, which I highly recommend. It's really great. I use it to go to sleep. Like I use it on the metro, mm-hmm. especially on that red line. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, and now I think because I've gotten into the habit, like I practice like square breathing. So mm-hmm. it's like breathe in four times, hold your breath, um, and then you sort of count. Yeah. So that's been really helpful, and so that mindfulness is good. So that's cool. sort of what self care means to me at the right. moment. Do you do any like yoga or anything? This year, I've started doing yoga. Okay. So it's been a while for me, but I definitely want to get back into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, my hamstrings are just so tight now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so I like you know like working out. So I just can only imagine how tight my hamstrings are. Like I like do squats and deadlifts, and I don't stretch. And eat, so yeah, yeah, oh that's not gonna be fun. No, it's not gonna be fun. <laughs> Uh, but it is great. Like my, although my favorite part of yoga is at the very end when they do shavasana, we just lie down and take yeah, a nap. Yeah. I was like, I'm paying to lie down. I could do this at home. <laughs> so peaceful. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to have kids? I do want to have kids. Um, that's also a complicated story, <laughs> but um, I do want to have kids. Uh, my husband and I have been trying for four years, okay. and so we're in the process of we've. I mean. This isn't really talked about a lot, I think, in the black community, especially in, like, the African community. Um, but we're going through IVF right now. Oh, okay. So I'm actually going back next month. Um, I'm going to Prague to do my, like, fourth round of 
You need to go to Prague to do that? Um, yes. We decided to do IVF in Prague because um, the U.S. healthcare system is not great. Mm-hmm. And it costs $30,000 to do IVF here. Wow. So, and most insurance doesn't cover it. So, um, that's why we, it's like wow. way cheaper to do it in Prague and... That's, I mean, that's a cool reason to go to Prague. Like, yeah, I mean, I've been to Prague a lot now. Yeah. So uh, I didn't think I was going to have to go back that mm-hmm. many times. Um, so I, trying to have a baby is like the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah. It's like hard. Yeah. It's way harder than I ever imagined. Like, I think there's lots of, you know, especially being like, a black woman and you are sort of sexualized and told that yeah. like if you breathe you'll get pregnant you know <laughs> and so I was very vigilant about like practicing safe sex and like all that kind of stuff so um I was like I'm not gonna be a statistic I'm gonna you know yeah. not have a baby I'm gonna go to college I'm gonna do all the things and get my life like lined up and then when I was ready I was like where is my fucking baby yeah <laughs> this is not how I planned it so it's been it's a- like I'm breathing where's the pregnancy exactly I'm like what the heck so <laughs> Um, and people who haven't been through it, like it's, it's really like a psychological tool that like no one ever prepares you for. Yeah. So, um, when Michelle Obama like talked about it in her book, I was like, oh my God, why didn't you say something sooner? I thought I was the only black woman (laughs) on the planet. So many, um, well, not Gabrielle Union, but she was like, she had um, a surrogate, but, um, I think Beyonce, right? Was that? No, no. Her kids were natural. She's I don't, just older. I don't know, actually. Maybe. Like, I know she had a miscarriage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if she had to go through IVF. Yeah, She's really talked about that. But Gabrielle Union has been more open about yeah. it. I think Tamara Braxton, one of the Braxtons, mm-hmm. I think. So I think the culture is shifting and changing Definitely. and people are not really living in silence anymore. Yeah. And especially with celebrities being more open about it. Um, I think like Amy Schumer, she's not black, obviously, but like she, <laughs> I saw her on Instagram talking about her IVF. Okay. So um, it's been very interesting to see like the women. The sort of, shift in culture, I guess. Yeah. yeah um, especially, good. I mean, even over the past like four years. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking about it. Like you really didn't hear about it before. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So like I would not wish it upon my worst enemy. It's oh, wow. awful. What's like the worst part? Oh my God. Like everything. It's <laughs> like, I think the, the. Trying to have a kid is like, you have, you're like, oh my God, it's going to be so, at the beginning, it's like, it's going to be so fun. You get to have all the sex and blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, oh my God, I don't want to have sex with you anymore. I love you so much, but no, I don't want to do this. And then it's just a cycle of like hope and despair. Mm -hmm. So like every month when you like get your period, you're like, oh great, I failed again. So it's a really, it's a psychological tool that like you're like Especially like all those times you were wishing that you would get your periods. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh my god. Also, like just physically, it's hard on your body. Like mm-hmm. just all the drugs that you have to take is it's really hard on your body. Um, you're like emotional and like bloated yeah. and fat and like, it's like all the things. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty rough. And then you know if you're if you're partnered with somebody, like especially as a partner going through it, mostly for like the woman, like. The guy doesn't have to do anything. Like, he, I mean. Kind of, yeah, just. He, like, jerks off on a cuff. Like, and that's the end of his contribution. Um, But they also, your partner has to, like, watch you go through it. And so that's really tough. And I think a lot of men, like, hate feeling helpless. They want to, like, solve the problem. Yeah, it's like, you literally can't do anything. And I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And so it's really, really tough. So I'm going to say it's, like, the hardest thing I've gone through, like, in my marriage. Wow. Sorry Uh, to hear that. 
Yeah. So, but we we're we're go, we're we're fine. We're yeah, making, making it through. <laughs> so, for anybody out there who's going through IVF, uh, I feel you. I'm sorry. Good luck. Yeah. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Right now, I'm over. I'm like, I want to get off this merry-go-round. Like, I'm like, do I even want kids? This planet is gonna die anyway. Like, <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> it's like, how many? Like, which is is it the war? Is it climate? Like, exactly. I'm like, Trump um, may be in office again. I'm like, I don't want, like, maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> Um, so have you read either of um, Gabrielle Union or um, Michelle Obama's books? I read Michelle Obama's book. I have not read How Gab- long did it take you? I just have to Oh, ask really? That. Okay. So here's the thing. I do audiobooks. Okay. So, and I'm a crazy person and I listen to everything on two times speed. So it didn't, it took me like a day. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I actually read it. I, like, I don't know. I like reading books for some reason. Yeah. Like I listen to podcasts a lot, but I just like reading books. Um, it took me like nine months to read that Really? Book. Yeah. I would like read it like when I was at the gym or like at happy hour or something like that. And like, it was so long. I just had to like pick it up and put it down a couple of times. And it just like, it was like oh. last year I wanted to read four books. And like in July, I was like, okay, I'm still like in the middle of this book right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So. Was it cause it was boring? Like, no, I really liked the story and everything. It's just like. It was just long, you know, it was like 400 pages and oh. that's, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I'm like just getting back into reading for yeah. pleasure. So <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I think this is why like I'm a, I, I do listen to like lots of podcasts and I think this is why I love audiobooks. I have scribbed and so I can listen to it way faster than I can read it. And mm-hmm. in some ways, like it sounds so bad, but like I can do other things while I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like. You know, I feel like reading, which I do love reading, but like, I'm like, I have to sit somewhere yeah, and spend eight hours finishing Michelle Obama's book or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I feel like I don't have time for that, <laughs> <laughs> which is a horrible thing to say. I do love I reading. I mean, it's, audio books are nice though. I've, I've listened to a couple and it's especially nice when like the author is reading it. I feel like it's like, yeah. especially for a memoir like that. Right. It probably sounds like really personal, so. And she did read it and mm-hmm. so it's just great. I read also uh, Tiffany Haddish's book on audiobooks, yeah. and she, it just... <laughs> it's way better to have her narrate it because mm-hmm. she's hysterical. Yeah, it brings it to life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you listen on two times speed? I feel like I would like constantly have to be going back and like replaying things. And... I, um, you honestly get used to it. It's really funny how your brain sort of just like will catch up. Mm-hmm. So now when I listen to anything on like, right, because my husband can't stand <laughs> it. He's like, it sounds like you're listening to chipmunks. I can't deal. <laughs> um, now when I listen on regular speed, I'm like, why is it so slow? <laughs> so I listen to daily podcasts every day. And yeah. like, I think I, Michael Barbaro's like, this is the daily. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, why is he talking so slow? <laughs> so, it's like the twilight zone for you. Exactly. It drives me actually crazy to listen to anything on normal speed. <laughs> wow. I'll have to try that out. But I honestly like, no, I don't listen to enough podcasts. Cause like I run out of my podcast, like that mm. I like consistently listen to like in the middle of the week so maybe i should do like a half steam <laughs> just make it last longer what's the what's your favorite podcast that you like normally listen to that's on regular um, rotation right now it's um this podcast called so shameless and it's oh. about like um just three people like in new york it's two men and a woman and they just kind of like sit down and talk about like you know pop culture stuff and like um they're all black so like the black community yeah. and um like just yeah, they just like kind of like shoot the shit, and that's my favorite thing to listen to right now. Okay. Also, the read is like yeah. one of my favorites. Just, just I feel like that, like as a black person that listens to podcasts, the read is just like there in right. the list, you know. It's it. So, yeah, exactly. it's assumed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, what are your favorite podcasts? Oh man, 
I listen like I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I love political podcasts. So for a while, I was listening to the uh, listening to like D. Ray McKesson's podcast. Pod save the people, mm-hmm. um, but then I just got tired. I just got tired of all the pod save people because it was a little too left wing. Okay. Um, I listen to the daily like religiously like every day. Um, if I miss it, I'm like really grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really love Code Switch, uh, which is NPR podcast about mm-hmm. um, pretty much like race in America. Um, it's real. It's just a fantastic podcast. Um, this American Life. Okay, I'll have to like um, write these down when I'm editing the episode. Oh yeah, I need some new ones. Oh man, I I have a whole list. Um, I'm trying to think of like oh uh, Conan needs a friend. It's Conan O'Brien's podcast. It's like my new favorite podcast. <laughs> I feel like Conan O'Brien's so hysterical and so he's just a crazy man. <laughs> so um, he's really funny. Okay. I like him a lot. Cool. Um, so politics. What got you into politics? I'm trying to get into it now. Oh, okay. Because it's obviously very important. Right. Um, but how did you get started? I think, like, I've been listening to NPR since I was, like, four. <laughs> I think just, like, my dad, I think Nigerians just love politics in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think my dad was a really big influence in, like, reading the newspaper and making sure that, like, you, it's like you should know what's going on in the world. So I think that's where my sort of love of politics started. Um, as I got older, like in high school, I went to like a Jesuit Catholic high school. And so they really instilled a <clears throat> sort of person for others, social justice. That's where I think where I got my grounding. And then when I was in college, the Iraq war was starting. So that's, I think that's where yeah. that really started okay. my like, oh, like thinking about like what's things that are wrong things that are right, where do I stand? <clears throat> and then also The Daily Show, like when Jon Stewart, he just made it in a way that was digestible yeah. for a young college student <laughs> to like understand what the hell was going on yeah. in the United States. Like now there's like so many different shows that are political po- or political shows that are like that. But at the time, like he was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I've thought about running for office before. Um, I worked as like, I volunteered to be... Um, part of the women's caucus um in for the maryland state senate mm-hmm. so um i just think it's important to be know what's going on yeah because I think so too. especially like yeah because like i have friends that i rely on but like whenever you like get your um news from someone else it's always biased so right. it's like yeah i'm trying to figure out how to i guess not necessarily dive into politics but i guess like skim off like you yeah know, some things that like are going on that are important like that I should know about are there certain topics I'm, I'm always so interested in folks who are not that into politics because it takes up so much of my brain space <laughs> and so I'm always like I'm like what are people doing if they're not talking about politics you know pop culture <laughs> that's fair are there any topics that you're really passionate about or things that you're interested in um I want to know more about um I guess like the things that go on in Congress and Senate and like the different bills that are being voted mm. on and like how to find out about like just the different things that they're like, I guess like the different laws that they're working on and passing through. Yeah. So I'm trying to, like, do you know how to like, I guess, get into that? I or? mean, so I think one of the things that I'm really embarrassed to say, like I didn't fully understand is like state politics. Mm-hmm. So of course, like 
you know, federal politics is important, but like really at the local level, that's yeah. where you should really, I think where people need to spend more of their time because that's the stuff that really, really yeah, impacts you. Um, politics has become nationalized because of the way the news is and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, right, people like care about Stacey Abrams. I'm like, you've never even been in Georgia. Like, why do you <laughs> even care about Stacey Abrams? You yeah. know, like you should be, you should know what's going on locally. Um, so I think that's part of the reason why I got involved. There was a, um, women's um it was like a women's day um that you had to apply for where you could like shadow a um house representative in in maryland that's cool and so i was like oh that's really cool and like i learned so much about like how that maryland state politics works so that's usually where i would start like here i think you you grew up in dc right i grew up in maryland in maryland yeah now i live in dc I think that's just like a great way to like know what's going on. There mm-hmm. is like a website where you can go on and like look at all the bills that are being proposed and passed. Um, and that's a good way to start, but it is complicated. Yeah. So like I always encourage people, it's like, what's the one thing that you care about? And mm-hmm. try to learn more about that particular okay. topic. Like a sort of like social justice topic or like a political, like a <clears throat> position or something? Or No, I mean like what's important to you? Like for example, like... Um, is black maternal health important to you, yeah, you know, okay. is like the environment important to mm-hmm. you because you can't care about everything. It's just impossible and like leave that to somebody else to care about. Yeah. So are you uh, care about like small businesses, mm-hmm. you know, are you, do you care about like, you know, I don't I'll know. have to think on that. I'll have to think on like the one thing. Cause it's definitely like, I guess like largely just like minorities and women yeah but i feel like i need to focus in more on that like very broad like yeah i mean what makes you mad um injustice that's a terrible answer. no that's still like um let's see um yeah i feel like <clears throat> it's more personal things that make me mad it's like um i guess like injustice in the form of like disrespect towards like women and mm-hmm. lgbt people and um like other minorities and stuff like that yeah um i mean that's usually usually for me that's like the first place to start i'm like i'm like <laughs> that is messed up yeah <clears throat> and like the more you learn about like whatever it's like lgbtqia issues or like like disrespectful <laughs> can mean a lot of things yeah like if you explore what that means to you then like is it that <clears throat> women aren't taken seriously they don't get equal pay especially black women right yeah um you know, once you find that topic, then you can sort of, you know, you are on Twitter. I'm not yeah. on Twitter, but like, <laughs> I know Twitter is like a great place where people like find out about those kinds of topics yeah. and you find the people and then that's sort of how mm-hmm. you get involved. Okay. I'll have to look into that. Are you like leaning towards any like presidential candidates? I haven't started looking yet. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm honestly probably like the worst person to ask because I'm just waiting until like, I guess, um, the Democratic nominee is picked. I don't blame because, you. It's like a clown know, car of like 50 different people. It's I don't like, even know who's <clears throat> in it right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you might have a little bit better than okay, that. I know it's like um, Biden and Warren and Bernie and then... Buttigieg. Yeah, is Buttigieg. that all of them? Or is there more? No, there's more. There's okay. like Andrew Yang. Okay, I've heard of him. <laughs> Dyer, Stair. Um, I mean, really, those three are really the yeah, ones that matter. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I, I do know that, but I'm still, like, I don't have, like, my, um, I don't have my pros and cons of each yeah. of those, so. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, there's a lot of noise. It's, like, too much to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. This, the past couple of years, has been just so tired. <laughs> yeah. I used to have, like, my, you know, Elijah Cummings on speed dial. 
on my phone because I would call their <laughs> wow. office every day. Um, because like, that's how after the, you know, Trump got elected, I was like, we got to do something. Yeah. And then I was just like, I'm too tired. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the impeachment's happening, which is like a really big deal. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> He's not going to get <laughs> oh impeached. Whatever. Did you see Nancy uh, Pelosi with the pens? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like touch the document. Like They had little boxes with like everything. I was like, wow, you guys are, you guys are having fun. <laughs> yeah. Doing the most. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but what makes you mad? You know, similarly, like, injustice, like, mm-hmm. I I don't like, that's all, I'm like, you're right, that is a bad answer. <laughs> There's so many things that make me mad. Yeah. Like, I do want, like, I think it's important in the United States for people to have opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so many ways in which that does not happen and show up, especially for minorities, especially for immigrants. And I understand why, like, folks are who've been disenfranchised, including like, you know, white people in the Midwest feel the way they do. Um, But it makes me really mad when our policies, like, you know, the children at the border, like the children at the border, like we are creating like a whole nother like concentration camp of kids. Yeah. And I just think it's so awful. Like, it's so funny that people love the Hunger Games and like literally like, you know, immigrants coming to this country, like crossing the Rio Grande and all this stuff is the literal Hunger Games <laughs> to maybe have a chance to maybe make it in the United States as like a dishwasher mm-hmm. and like have <clears throat> worked their way up and paid for the kids to go to college and all that kind of stuff. Like we can do so much better, not just for, of course, immigrants coming here, but for the people that live here. Yeah. And so it just makes me mad that like, it's possible for us to create a system that is more fair, fair and equitable, but we refuse to do so. Yeah, that yeah that that does yeah piss me yeah. off too. Um, how do you feel about like the taxing the billionaires and everything? Do you think that the ninety nine percent is like like tax? That's the plan, right? They want to tax them ninety nine percent. Yeah, okay. they want they want to tax the one percent. The one percent. Okay, like the wealthiest of the wealthiest. Yeah. but do they want to tax? How much do they want to tax them? I think that it's like I think Warren's calling like the one cent tax okay. or whatever so okay. if you make over a certain amount of money mm-hmm. that you'll get taxed a little bit more yeah i mean and to them like once you make a billion dollars like does it matter yeah. like you literally can do i think i heard some stat or whatever this is a long time ago like bill gates if he saw like a hundred dollars on the street it's like not worth his time to pick it up <laughs> that's how rich he is wow. and jeff bezos is like 10 times more wealthy than he is yeah so there's definitely something wrong with our system in which like someone could accumulate like billions of dollars mm-hmm. um and some people can't have like lunch student lunch debt yeah i think that's a crazy thing that kids have to pay for their lunches in school like that the free lunch program is a thing like, yes why not just give all the kids free food i'm like everyone has <laughs> to eat you make them go to school like so why not feed them when they go i i agree <laughs> with you um the other thing that makes me mad is like i work in healthcare, so healthcare makes me furious Mm -hmm. like just the way that we're organized um the way that you can't get price transparency like you have like in no other country like i said i'm doing ivf in in europe and there's an itemized list and i will know exactly how much everything costs before i have to start any treatment Mm -hmm. and here in the u.s i had to get some additional testing done and i called and i'm like highly educated i have a master's degree in public health and like called them to ask them, like, how much is this going to cost me? I just yeah. want an estimate. And they could not tell me. Wow. And there's this thing called CBT codes, which is really boring. But, like, it's basically, like, the codes to tell you how much things are going to cost. 
that's how you get your bill. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, we can't do it without the CPT codes. I'm like, you don't know who I am. Here are the CPT codes. (laughs) (laughs) And they still couldn't tell me. Wow. They usually like get people on that first one. (laughs) I was like, you don't know who you're messing with. But I just think it's crazy that that you have to have that level of knowledge to be able to get a basic understanding yeah how much is this gonna cost me it's easier to buy a car like oh yeah it's like so crazy i'm like i can like research the crap out of everything on amazon but i can't tell you how much like this like ultrasound's gonna cost yeah Yeah, so it's crazy it makes me mad (laughs) if you had the money to splurge on one thing what would you buy oh i heard this on the last episode and i was like what would i buy (laughs) it's one of my favorite questions to ask right now You know, honestly, this is so boring, but it's like, if I like won the lottery or something, I would just pay off my student loans. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even like... <laughs> I just want to sit in my money and have no student loans. Yeah, okay. I just want to be like, like broke, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> not like in debt. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be at zero. <laughs> so it's not a very sexy answer, but that's what I would buy. Other than that, like if I like didn't have to worry about that, um, it would just be uh, travel, plane tickets, Weird, yeah, first friend, class. Um, her answer like a long time ago that was like one of the first podcasts I did she said like a trip around the world basically mm, yeah, yeah exactly that's yeah I agree with that that's a good answer <laughs> okay so um the last question that I have for you is do you have any questions for me yeah I mean so what made you want to get into podcasting um the more I think about it the more I think that like it's kind of just something that I always wanted to do because um, I tell the story about like my mom found um, this like we had like a tape recorder when we were younger and like she found like me like being a newscaster like mm-hmm. on the tape recorder she like made like a little DVD from Costco I never watched it <laughs> um, but she made that and I was like oh maybe this is something that like I've always wanted to do and then I remember in college I was actually I had some college friends over here the other day um, I used to like just like record our conversations sometimes and just like mm. used to like listen to them and play them back and. It just seems like I guess it was always something that like I've been interested in, but never kind of had like a way to do it. And mm. I just kind of like stumbled upon the path of podcasting. So, nice. Yeah. That's amazing. And like why this particular topic in terms, you know, you could podcast about anything. Like yeah. natural hair, travel, like um, I think this is such a great concept. Like how did you come up with it? Um, I was on the way home from the gym. I wanted, I knew that I wanted to start a podcast at this point, but I was like just trying to like think about like um, how to make it sustainable. And also, I thought I needed a co-host. But when I thought of this idea, I was like, this is perfect because like it's like having a co-host every single time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I used to go to happy hour a lot, and I would like sit down and just like have conversations with people. And um, I would end up having like really interesting conversations and wanting to record them like, you know, with my friends earlier Mm. Um, and realizing that I could record them and make a podcast out of it. And like other people could learn from the podcast and um, from there, kind of just snowballed into this idea of nice to meet you. Nice. Uh, You said you're from like this area. Like, what's your favorite thing about D.C.? Um, Because I'm not going to lie. D.C. is not my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the restaurants really yeah <laughs> maybe you need to give me a, i'll give you a list of podcasts you give me a list of restaurants yeah i'm just i am not um, impressed by the restaurants in dc okay. i like i don't know i like trying a lot of like the new restaurants that are popping up and um i feel like there's a lot packed in this tiny city um mm. i feel like there is always something to do and 
it's not too far away. Like yeah. I used to live on the like what they would call far, which is like thirty minutes um, in Akakik away from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know where that is. <laughs> yeah, it's nobody really, unless you grew up like in PG County, you don't really know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like living in Akakik, being thirty minutes outside of the city, and still like having access to like DC and everything that it has to offer, I think has like really made me like fall in love with the city. Mm-hmm. Um, the free museums, you can't you can't beat that. That's true. You can't beat. Um, <laughs> But no, like, yeah, I, I'm like a Yelp elite member, not to brag or anything. Yeah, that's pretty um, impressive. <laughs> but no, I like trying the restaurants and stuff. Really. What's your favorite yeah. restaurant in D.C.? Um, I think it's Chaplin's. Oh, I don't think um, It's a ramen place on 7th Street. I actually went there last night, and it was, it's just so good. Mm. Um, I could eat ramen, like, every day of my life. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> And they have, like, their happy hour is half off of, I think, all drinks, oh. if not just, like, the beer and wine and... Yeah, maybe like a discount on cocktails, but they have a pretty good happy hour too. So I think like that's why you know that's interesting to the restaurants because that's like the thing I don't like about DC the yeah. most because it's so ex- it's so expensive and I feel oh. the food is like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I could I could see that because I went somewhere else for restaurant week also, and that place my mom she said the same thing where it's like it was good, but I wouldn't pay full price for it. Exactly. So yeah. We did restaurant week today too. Yeah, we went to China Chilcano. Oh yeah, yeah. How'd you like that? Same. It was it was good. I like feel like I wouldn't go there for dinner. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. Any other questions? Um. No, I think that's it. Uh, I really appreciate you co- like letting me come on the podcast. This is my first like podcast I've been asked to be on. Oh, so cool. it's congratulations, super- you made it. Yeah, I made it. Um, it's been really fun. This is really exciting. Like I can't wait to listen to more episodes. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm there. Okay. <laughs> Checklist. Um, do you have any social media you like to plug? Um, I guess if people are interested in following me on my circus journey you can uh find me on instagram at mixed girl spins uh and um i think that's pretty much all the social media that i have that it's public (laughs) do you have any projects that you're working on that you want to plug obviously the podcast wants that yeah um you know once rise and thrive is up like uh look out for that and i think that's i might be at story district in december um, I'm pitching a show, so if you're at the Black Cat in December, mm. uh, come by and maybe I'll be on stage. <laughs> cool. Um, are you looking for any like guests or anything for the podcast? Yeah, if there's anybody who is uh, immigrant, child of immigrants, I'd really love to talk to you, um, especially like women. Um, I'm really interested in just hearing your story and um, understanding your perspective on what it means to be American in the 21st century. Cool. Awesome. I can't wait to listen. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Um, if you guys would like to, oh, did I say thank you for being here? I think so. Thank you for being here if I didn't say it. Um, if you guys would like to follow the podcast, you can do that at NTMY Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, or just something you want to share, then you can send those emails to NTMY Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next week.